welcome back to Two Peas in a Podcast, where we are down to one pea, your host, Laura Morrell. A podcast where no conversation is off topic. Welcome back to another episode of Two Peas in a Podcast with your host, Laura Morrell. We are so excited because today we have a very, very special guest. And as we know here, no topic is off the table. We talk about everything. So today we are going to be talking sex, intimacy, and relationships. And we have an amazing certified sex coach. Please welcome Melissa Franges. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. You are so welcome. We are so excited to have you on because like we said in the introduction, we like to talk about taboo topics that we may be afraid to ask our friends. We don't, it's not like we can really talk to like parents or family members and we kind of go through the adult years undirected without guidance and sex is such a big thing, but we have no one to really help us. Totally. You step in. (laughs) Allow me to lead the way. (laughs) Exactly right. So tell us who you are. What do you do? Yeah, well, thank you so much. Um, So, yeah, my name is Melissa Brangies. I'm a certified holistic sex coach and I work with women and vulva owners around the topics of sexuality, Uh, intimacy, pleasure, relationships, connection. And I work in a one-to-one capacity. I do group coaching. I'm about to launch a sex ed membership, which I'm super pumped about. And yeah, I really work with women trying to enhance their sex lives and kind of liberate their relationship to their sexuality make them feel liberated in the bedroom like who doesn't want that um and to elevate their intimate relationship so that's my big kind of jam that I work on is liberating women's sex lives and elevating their intimate relationships I love it even that word elevate I don't think we've ever really put elevate with sex like it's always elevate our health, elevate our work, elevate our study, but we never really dive into elevating our sex lives. But that is so important, whether, you know, you're a single person or you have an intimate relationship with a partner or whatever you choose. It's such a big thing for our whole lives, isn't it? We need to elevate that. Yeah. And sex is fun. Like most people enjoy doing it. So why not learn tools to become good at it or at least just enjoy it a little better? Absolutely. Can I ask a question to kick off actually? So I'm not sure if you're in a relationship or you're in between or whatever it is, but how do people react when you tell them you are a certified (laughs) holistic sex coach? What's the main reaction you get? Oh my gosh, it's such a good question because it depends what age bracket you tell, to be honest. Right, and, I imagine tell your grandparents. <laughs> oh, I I I literally I, I don't. It's yeah. like I work in women's health. Yeah. You know, I work in like that's where, where it sometimes goes, you know, depending. But a lot of the time I just say I'm yeah, a holistic sex coach. And you can kind of see people's brains almost ticking being like, oh, what the hell does that mean? Like, what does she do? And yeah. other people are like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And then 10 minutes later, it's like, so what do you really do in sessions? Like, what goes on? Right. So, yeah, it, 
it depends who you tell but a lot of people are curious because it is like you say taboo people don't really know how to talk about it in a real natural way like you would talk about the weather it's like oh you do that cool that's so true and just reminds me like people might have the assumption like sex in the city episode where they do the tantric sex class like maybe people (laughs) assume that's what a sex coach is it is not that ladies (laughs) So how did you get into it? Yeah, so it would have been about six years ago and I was, so actually even back before six years ago, I have always been interested in intimacy and sex. I've always enjoyed it, loved doing it. Um, But really six years ago was a moment in my life where I was figuring out if I was in the right relationship with this guy, the right one for me, went on the typical Bali trip and I was like, I'm going to find answers in Bali. And then I ended up going to this uh, workshop that was called Understanding Sex. And I was like, well, no one knows, uh, like, I'm going to go to this thing. You know, I felt so much shame around it. I was like, no one knows that I'm going to be going to this and I'm surely I won't know anyone there. And anyway, booked in, went to this full day workshop about understanding sexuality, pleasure, female pleasure. It was, you know, all women, 50 women in this like wooden bungalow in Ubud, you can just imagine. And at one point I was like, what the hell, what the hell did I sign up for? Like, what am I doing? And then as the day, (laughs) I put my hands where, what? But then by the end of the day, I was so mind blown because I had never been taught how to even connect with my breasts in like a intimate way that was for me. I had never learned that my pleasure was actually a priority and what the hell, like I could speak up. I was allowed to do that. And so as I walked out of that, I just remember it so clearly being this moment in my life, this absolute like pivotal moment in my life where I thought, oh my God, if I'm 28 and I've only just started learning about this stuff and I'm quite an open-minded person, imagine how many other people I know who don't even know this stuff and who wouldn't ever go to something like this, how sheltered they are from this like incredible information. And so I just started getting more and more curious. After that, I went to other workshops. I did trainings. I flew to Bar. Uh, sorry, I flew to India. I went back to Bali. I went to South America, Mexico. Just, I was hungry. <laughs> I was real I was damn hungry. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I just started learning more and more about it. And the more I learned about it, the more I started to feel really invigorated and empowered. Yeah around these tools that I could use in the bedroom and so that's where my journey really uncovered is that moment in Bali that wild Mm. workshop I went to and by learning all of that is that where you felt it sort of developed the confidence to start talking about it with people how were you before that in terms of talking about you know sexuality and sex compared to like once you have the knowledge and felt that empowerment like where did that confidence come to be able to speak so openly because it takes courage totally. to do that. Let me tell you. Let's take a lot of courage. Oh, it still takes me courage to have some of those conversations. And I teach this stuff, you know, by no means am I perfect at this. But I would definitely say the more knowledge you have and the more like 
I live in that realm. So people are saying the word pussy and vagina and cock and like all these things. I'm like, oh, that's so normal. And yeah. when I talk about that now, people are like, whoa, oh my Mel. And I'm like, I forget just how abnormal language to say. Yeah. But prior to that, no, I didn't speak up in the bedroom. I just wanted to be like, I just wanted to be good in bed. And I wanted to be known as someone who was good in bed or who at least, yeah, could pleasure their partner. But I, I didn't put my pleasure first. I was always like, well, as long as he's having a good time, I'll have a good time. Yeah. And talking about it with friends was always just like the typical wine and cheese plattering of like, so, like, have you guys been having lots of sex lately? Or what have you been doing? Oh, my God, you like it there? Yeah. It was never this like, it was always superficial. Yes, 100%. But after, yep, I totally You know, that. it's like. Yeah. It's like you're the dating scene, like, oh my God. So what did you do? Did you go all the way or was it just, you know? It's in just... through high school, first base, second base, third base. Yeah, like, that is a very, so you don't really talk about the connections. You don't really talk about the more intimate details with friendships. So there's no. so much that goes on in our heads that we don't talk about. But then when we Absolutely. do talk about our friends, it is more of a superficial conversation. Yeah. And it's just, it's the nice stuff, which is great to talk about as well, but yeah you know, working with a lot of clients, it's what I've seen is people that are ashamed are ashamed that they're not having that much sex or they feel really, um, again, shame that they desire this kind of um, maybe hard sex or something like that. They're like, oh, I'm someone who likes that. That's not normal. So I feel shame. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but now having the tools and the knowledge, it's, to be honest, I don't even really talk about it that much because it's just something that I'm, I live and breathe in that I don't feel the need to talk about it so much now. And if I do, it's more like, how's your relationship going? Are you feeling yeah. met in your relationship? Are your needs met? Instead of like, how many times did you orgasm? Yeah, a hundred percent. I get that. So as like, um, we're health coaches on this podcast and a lot of the work I do with my clients is to get them to optimal health. And one mm. way we do that is by listening to things like their libido, because for so long, women have a suppressed libido. And this is kind of where probably your holistic comes into it because, you know, we like <laughs> when I was unhealthy, my libido was so low, like yeah. the want and desire was so low versus because I've lived in optimal health for so long now, that libido is so high. So it's yeah. like you have to have that conversation with your partner because I think it's important for both of you to be in a really healthy state because it just, you know, liberates that relationship even more when you've got that Absolutely. health behind you in that, if that makes sense. Oh my gosh. If you don't have health, like you yeah. don't have a sex life. <laughs> they go hand in hand together. It's like, and I always explain it when I talk about libido and it's such a common topic that I talk about is, when you have no libido or you're not nourishing yourself or looking after your body, moving your body, sleeping, eating the right way, it's a stagnant river yeah. and, or, or a stream, right? You go to those streams next to kind of like side of the roads or whatever, and you look at it and it's dank and it may have like a little film over the top and it smells and there's no fish. <laughs> that's, that's like a dead stagnant body 
if you're yeah. not moving it and nourishing it, if you're moving your body, doing right all the right things, mm. yeah, then your body is going to be like a stream that has, it feels alive when you're standing by it. There's fish there. There's like, it gives you energy. It smells good. That is a body that is moving and has optimal health. Therefore, a good libido. We want a free flowing <laughs> river. We do not want the the dead lake that doesn't just brown. <laughs> I love it. It's a great analogy, but it's so true because I think women do need to feel that energy, feel that connection with their partner or even themselves. And, you know, one, you know, conversations I have with my partner sometimes is, you know, if I've overworked from stress, I can sense my libido's lower. And when my libido's lower and there's no desire there, I feel disconnected from my partner. So there's that connection that you have with your partner, but it's all stemming from my health even though it's the relationship I'm feeling disconnected in. Like that's just my personal experience and how I sort of get women to feel um, they want to make an effort to get that libido back because it will aid in relationships as well. A hundred percent. And, you know, when I'm working with clients and there is that, that topic of sexual desire and connection, they're like, I want to have it, but like my body doesn't. I don't even focus on the partner's first and looking at how okay how can we work on your relationship and bring that together I cut the partner out and I just look solely with the woman I'm like what's going on in your life like tell me what's going on behind the curtains what are your stress levels like where are your hormones at I mean usually they can't tell me where the hormones are at but it's more like what are your symptoms and things like that so Mm. it's it's massive and it starts with you first for sure absolutely so would you say that's how you start opening up the conversation for someone who is wanting to sort of explore their sex life a little bit more and elevate it is that where you start with themselves with health with their lifestyle and start making changes there totally yeah and it depends what their intention is you know if it is that libido uh, libido yeah libido (laughs) focus then we will start looking at the health side um if it's who knows there could be trauma and it's looking at okay how do we start moving through healing the body Mm. well how can we look at your relationship actually to your body first and foremost because a lot of women are actually completely disconnected and they're existing from their shoulders up and it's like cool let's start actually cultivating a connection to your body and what does that look like where can you place your hands on your body Mm. how can you start to act activate your body the energy like your sexual energy so yeah I mean there's so many different answers to that question but where I would start off is definitely connecting to your body cultivating that inner connection and you can do that through health or other means and I think that's a huge thing and a great tip because we do live in a world where we are so disconnected from ourselves because it's Mm. fast paced um, you know, we, we don't really focus intrinsically anymore. Everything's sort of extrinsic. So it is very hard to focus on ourselves, our thoughts, and maybe we'll dive a little bit into how do we get out of our heads? Because there is that little monkey mind in there, that <laughs> internal voice that's saying, no, don't sit in that position. He's going to see your roles, hypercellulite, like, or it just could be like, you know, that inner voice that's just constantly bringing you down. How do you go about changing that narrative and those thoughts so it's more like 
powerful words <laughs> yeah totally and it's funny because there's a monkey behind you um yeah that's exactly why I have this photo too <laughs> I love it right <laughs> um yes yeah, such a good question and this is so com- common like Mel how do I get out of my head I'm in my head I'm trying to make myself get to a certain arousal level or I'm thinking about like the pimple on my butt or the cellulite And something that I really invite women into is how could you actually bring that narrative into your heart space? Mm. How could you lay there and say, you're welcome here instead of trying to stop that thought or tell it like, okay, not right now, not right now, or just be mindful or just be here. How could you actually soften and open yourself up to, oh, I'm having one of those thoughts. I'm feeling insecure right now. I'm going to bring you into my heart space and I'm going to love you. It's okay that you've got cellulite. I love you still. And then you take your breath into your heart space or into your belly and you actually just open your body to that narrative. Okay, what's another one? I'm so stressed. Oh my gosh, they want me to be in that position. Okay, I can just notice that I'm feeling really stressed right now. They want me in that position. I'm going to bring that into my heart space. I'm just going to breathe into that. And then notice what happens in your body when you actually welcome these, you know, quote unquote, negative thoughts. So embracing it and kind of befriending it. So kind of talking about that best friend. Exactly. And something that has helped me significantly is actually naming it out loud to my partner and saying, babe, I'm, I'm actually really stuck in my head right now. I'm finding it difficult to get into this. And, you know, I've given him tools to say, when I am like that, can you just Mm -hmm. tell me to take a breath? Can you place a hand on my heart? Can you, you know, what words of affirmation? So just naming it. As soon as we kind of say something out of the mouth, it no longer lives in your head. It's like, okay, it's out in the, yeah, yeah, out in the air now. What can I do with it? So that's the first step is bringing it into the heart, bringing in your breath, relaxing your body, opening it up to this right now and just seeing what happens from there. Yeah. Amazing. And is, would you say being in your head and like constantly not being present in the moment can stop you from reaching that climax or orgasm? Like, how much does it affect the outcome when we're so stuck in that um, constant it's kind of like we're looking at ourselves from you know like we're looking down on ourselves watching ourselves instead of being in that present moment Mm. but how much does that affect the outcome so much Mm. absolutely the mind is so flipping powerful we all we've all been in rabbit holes we're like oh no what else happens what happens all of a sudden you're back in like 1990 doing something or whatever so the mind has a significant impact on your arousal levels and pleasure so it is important to be mindful and to pull that out when it's happening in the moment and again not giving it charge by trying to push it away welcoming it into the space yeah and I would say that does take a while to sort of get to that place Mm. so it's not something you're just gonna say tonight just start doing (laughs) so I'm assuming it does take a while and we need to have that patience with ourselves and that kindness to know that this is a work in progress not going to happen overnight but if you stay committed we could definitely get to that place 100% 100% probably when 100%. you come in having that coach to help you continuing to do that because we'll do it once we're like no it didn't work <laughs> <My> <laughs> totally <head. laughs> 
shit recommendation not doing that again um absolutely yeah you've got to keep trying these things like whoever sat down on a meditation pillow and nailed it in first go Mm. no one (laughs) it it took me years to be able to sit there in stillness and and actually enjoy it and it's the same in the bedroom these different tools that you can use uh, to really drop into the moment to be present in your body and keep trying if the thought comes back keep welcoming that in if another one keep welcoming that in don't give up keep going yeah, I love that and I guess kind of um, segueing into sort of the wants and needs of individuals how do women sort of go about one well, I guess this would be part two would be how do we get the confidence to tell our partner or um, whoever um, what we want or need, but how do we figure out our wants and needs? You know, mm. like there's, there's, look, there's so many positions, there's so many ways, there's, <laughs> there's a lot out there. How do we go about finding out what do I actually like? Mm, yes, and this is the fun part. You get to explore your body like it's fresh it's landscape. world, isn't it? It's yeah. Mm. You get to explore your body like fresh landscape, like a new territory, and you get to decide what you enjoy and don't enjoy. Not your partner, not some like other movie, pornography, whatever it is. Mm. You get to touch your body and that's where it comes in where I said, you know, a lot of women and people are existing from the head up. How can we yep. start getting in touch with that, the body again? And it it takes time to, and dedication, I would say, discipline to really carve out the time to say, okay, for 15 minutes tonight, I'm going to light a candle. I'm going to get my favorite oil and I'm going to just ex- like touch my body. I'm going to go slow. I'm going to run my hands over my breasts or whatever it is, but self-pleasure is such a huge part of understanding what you like and don't like. Because without that, you can't communicate to a partner what you like and don't like. You've got to do some homework first. So connecting with your body, touching your body, making time for your pleasure. And I think that is, it is hard to do because I guess we've never been told to do it. Like we go from high school (laughs) to then maybe university (laughs) But then it goes from, you know, sex ed, which let's face it, they're not telling us to tell ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody masturbate. <laughs> Definitely not talking about that. That's such a, a, like a, a taboo topic. But then I guess it, it goes to, you know, women watching porn and that's the only imagery or understanding of sex that we do have. So then it goes from watching porn to women just being a um I don't know what you want to call it, pleasure machine for what the men want, but there has been no learning for how do women find our own needs and desires and that it is about the woman um, finding their, you know, not even just about the climax, but the whole experience as well. So we skip that whole part, don't we? Yeah. I did this poll the other day and it was so cool and it was around what turns you on and what turns you off. Mm. And I actually got DM saying, I found that really difficult. I actually had never thought about that. And for me, in my word, I'm like, whoa, I forget that that is so very real to a lot of women that it that they just don't know what they like and they'll go with the flow. And if you touch the right spot, sweet. If you don't, all good. You know, it's yeah, just hit the spot. <laughs> next time. Yeah, next time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely 
touching your own body is where yeah. you start to explore and become confident, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I actually got myself to that peak or I, I turned myself on by touching myself there. When I go on a date or I hang out with my boyfriend or girlfriend, then I'm going to tell them to do that. And then I'm going to see what it's like when someone touches me there. So it's this evolving journey. I still like, and will forever have moments like that where I'm starting to explore my body in a new way, even though I've been doing this for the last six years. It's a part of the magic. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're growing, you're changing. So of course things are going to change for you as well. And the way I like to think of it is like, we are our own map. So I can't expect my partner to know where the treasure is, if you know what I mean. (laughs) It's about me like helping him to like navigate, but I can't navigate if, if I don't know my own body. So, okay, I, I don't mean to, like, completely, you know, make sex a treasure hunt. <laughs> but no, let's make it a treasure hunt. Hopefully you get the analogy of, like, you need to know your own body to maybe even help your partner help you because they may not know. Like, they're, they're going in blind. <laughs> 100%. We all are. Like at the start, if you don't know your body, you're going in blind. You know, it's like, yeah, I think that's good. And that's where people get frustrated and then they feel stuck and they feel shame because they can't orgasm or they're not having uh, really fulfilling sexual experiences. And they're like, okay, I'm broken. It's yeah. like, no, you're not. You actually just need some tools and techniques to help you explore your body again and how to communicate to your partner. And actually it can be really liberating when you can tell a partner, Hey, I found out this really cool thing. Like I love touching my clitoris like this. Can you try it? I just want to see what it feels like and inviting them into the exploration with you. You don't have to do it alone. And it doesn't have to be a boyfriend. It can be a date, someone you're dating. Yeah, someone you just feel comfortable with to have that conversation. Exactly. And can we just talk about like orgasms? Is there different types of orgasms that women can reach? Like, can we dive a little bit into understanding the orgasm a little bit more? Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. So to answer your question around the different types, there absolutely is different types. And I mean, you can go to the standard kind of clitoral orgasm, uh, G-spot orgasm, cervical orgasm. Um, you could even go into like nipple gasms or energy gasms. That's or... about three more than I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's a few. I mean, you can have like exercise orgasm, corgasms. Um, you can, yeah, did I say energetic orgasms? So there's definitely a few which can be really overwhelming when you talk to people because they start going okay well I need to have an energetic orgasm I need to have a nipple gasm and I need to do and we kind of start grading our orgasms on what's a really good one and what's not a good one so I'm always a bit careful Mm -hmm. around the types of orgasms um, because it can lead people on this like um, chase of what they need to be ticking off to be a good lover or be successful in the bedroom. And then it kind of becomes more of a to-do list going through the motions rather than doing what you actually desire or what works best for your body. 
Yeah, exactly. I did not know there was that many type of orgasms. That is so fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm going to have to learn so much more. I'm going to have to do your one-on-one coaching. (laughs) I can learn more because I feel like I am someone who is very in touch with their body, Um, you know, and I'm very confident. It's something that we teach at LMW, which is my business that I run. I teach women to, to be really confident, but I guess obviously my knowledge isn't down into the, um, you know, with sex or anything. So that could be a whole other part of coaching that could be definitely, effective, you know, oh, I love it. Get healthy <laughs> and then learn how to like get healthy, life. have great sex. There's yeah. your slogan. <laughs> that's, that's literally like a match made in heaven, isn't it? And I don't think there's it any is. program out there that can no. do that. And they work together, right? Without yeah. your house, you don't have a great sex life. Yeah. Absolutely. That's massive. And I I guess, um, you know, talking about like intimacy, um, can we dive a little bit into that connection we may have with a partner? I will dive a little bit deeper into stuff for the single ladies as well soon, but you know, how important is it to have that intimacy with a partner? Because I know, again, I can only really go off my experiences, but, you know, with, with myself, I need to be connected. I need mm-hmm. to have, you know, um, that, that talking before it or that touching, like, it's not just like go in straight. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so, no, it just does not do it for me. So it is really, you know, I feel intimacy is a big part of a relationship, but what's kind of your views and what do you educate? What is intimacy? Yeah. And great question, because I think even though we are talking about sex, intimacy isn't exclusive to sex. Mm -hmm. Intimacy is, for me anyway, this is my definition, is a connection with self, right? Intimacy, I'm intimate with myself and I'm intimate. It's into me, you see. Oh, I love that. Yeah, is this deeper part of ourselves, this deeper, like this soul connection. And you can have soul connections with people outside of your intimate relationship. So intimacy really is this deeper part of getting to know myself. And then intimacy with another, with a sexual partner would be a deeper connection to their soul and really getting to know them as a being, taking sex out of it. Yeah. But of course, when we talk about intimacy in a sexual part as well, it's being really open to this person's heart and soul sexually. Mm -hmm. And it's opening myself. So in Tantra, there are these um, four centers that we, that I teach to connect to when you are choosing a partner, a sexual partner, and it's the mind. What is your mind saying? And then your heart tuning into that center. What does your heart say? And then your belly, your intuition. What does your belly say? And then your sex center. So your yoni or your cervix um, and diving into there. What does that center say? So the intimacy part is connecting to these four centers within yourself and within another. That's beautiful. Because like even from my experience, like I need to have that connection with a partner for me to be able to enjoy the experience like there's there's no way I would I just need that connection so 100 um, I think that's why you know my current relationship is so beautiful because there's that strong connection Um, but like you said I also feel like it's so important for I like how you said it into what was it into into me you see into me you see because you know, I think women need to have that one-on-one time on their own. And that's something we promote so much at LMW is having, you know, that 
you know, um, little pockets of time where it's just mm. yourself, get to know yourself before even being intimate with a partner. Yes. Can you spend time alone? Can you be yes. okay with just being in your head, with being your with your thoughts? Because a lot of the time we need distraction because we, mm. we don't like what's going on inside of our heads. So it's kind yeah. of like we, we need to fix that relationship to improve our own intimacy. 100%. Into, you know, a relationship. Oh, I like couldn't agree more. The the deeper the relationship you have with yourself, the deeper relationship you're able to have with another. And it's like in my mind, it's as simple as that. You can't be this surfaced, um, the superficial relationship with yourself and expect really deep intimacy with another. You don't know what that means until you experience it with yourself. Mm. And, you know, the cliche thing, the longest relationship you'll ever have is with yourself. So make it a good one. Yeah. So, yeah, intimacy is is a beautiful topic. It's also layered um, as well. But it really, to me, the core of it is like, yeah, those centers and connecting on all those levels, mentally, heart, belly, sex center, connecting with somebody. Yeah. And I think if we can start working on all four, because I think we may only have one, we only focus on one. We never really do anything like, you you know, holistically or thinking about, you know, even for example, when we go on a health journey, we kind of just think nutrition, training, yeah, you know, extrinsic things, but it's, you know, the, the, the best way I like to explain the holistic approach is top down, your emotions, your cognitive thought, how you see the world, perception, and then there's the outside in of like your environment, your network, what you know, your knowledge, and then there's bottoms up, which is kind of like training, you know, nutrition, <laughs> all the more masculine energy type things. We mm. only really focus on that bottoms up, but we're missing out on that top down and outside in to have that holistic view on health and that all connected absolutely illness and disease all of it a hundred percent I absolutely agree and it's the same in sex you know the holistic approach for me and my approach is actually let's zoom out let's zoom out of the genitals right because when we talk about sex it's like penis vagina that's like (laughs) all we're talking about but there's so much more to fulfilling sex and I always say to my clients let's zoom out what's happening what's happening mentally what's happening emotionally what's happening spiritually what's happening physically and let's look at these different areas of your life and combine them together to have a fulfilling sex life because without one if you're just focusing on the physical what's happening to your head and heart Mm. right usually you're overthinking something like do they even really like me is this right relationship and you're just focusing on the spiritual but if you can look at all of those areas and look where am I being met in these areas within myself and within my relationship yeah, I absolutely love that. So thinking about all four, very, very powerful stuff. And, you know, how about, you know, if we have been in relationships for a while and that chemistry is, well, I don't want to say dead, but it's dwindling. <laughs> and, you know, because people are busy. They've got, mm. they, they've got lives, they've got kids, they've got work. Um, so sometimes the sex life can dwindle. What is your best advice to re-sparking that? Mm, yeah. Again, such a common question and challenge that I see women for. And before I get into tools and tips, I want to name this right now that your sex life ebbs and flows, desire ebbs and flows. I almost had a sexist March. You know, everyone's like, oh, the sex culture has lots of sex. Well, March, I, I could count on one hand how many times I had sex. You heard it and first. It's... A sex coach had a sexless March. <laughs> 
And it's normal. The title. <laughs> um, and it is like allow yourself to move through sexual seasons. Allow yourself to be in it. Like right now, there's not a lot going on in my sex life and that's okay. Can I feel comfortable in that? If you're ready to get the hell out of there and you're like, okay, it's been a month, like I yeah. want to start feeling desire again, then there's two kind of approaches and pull me back if I get too far with this but the first approach is looking at do you have desire for yourself first and foremost are you feeling juiced up are you feeling alive and confident and connected and sexy in your body because if you're not how do you expect your partner to then want to have that for you as well so coming back to yourself and then creating desire for one another, like relighting that fire again. There, again, there can be so many different approaches depending on the actual relationship. But sometimes it's actually really nice to spend some time apart and actually miss one another or let that tension build up away from each other. Some people, uh, they work together, live together, do everything together, and they wonder why they don't have sex. Mm. So spending time apart is absolutely incredible. And for some people, it kind of contradicts the, the chemistry thing, but we want more of each other. Why would we spend time apart? But actually there's magic in that. There is so much magic in having your own time. And then the other part is actually working together. So how can we bring back this chemistry? And a lot of relationships, especially long-term relationships, have lost fun and play. So how can you bring in play how can you bring in that polarity where you've got that masculine feminine balance where you see your lover your partner doing something that is really attractive to you and it's really kind of you know something as simple some like home play I call it instead of homework that I give my clients (laughs) it's like get in the kitchen and like cook together or play Mm. together and actually like have fun go on an adventure take half the day off to get um, babysitters for the kids if you've got kids and put that time in just to flip and play yeah don't make it so serious that it's like oh my god we haven't had sex in two months like we need to sort this out mm-hmm. how can That's you actually just like it <laughs> three months we need to do it tonight <laughs> yeah and look I love scheduling in sex if you are two people who are incredibly busy or you've got a newborn or something like please schedule sex it's a lifesaver and it will keep that fire alive within you but a big part yeah work on yourself find that desire for yourself again look at yourself in the mirror get juiced up by your own attraction for you and then for your partner either having time apart or coming together and bringing in more play and polarity letting your um, partner step into their masculine or their feminine and you doing the opposite to create that beautiful polarity yeah I absolutely love that because I'm very big on um, you know teaching women about the masculine and feminine and how we don't want to be too masculine don't be it's just when they find a balance for you Mm. and that works for you and sometimes you know we can live in a masculine dominated world where, um, you know, it's yeah. targets, KPIs, and then all of a sudden <laughs> you've got, um, you know, food targets to hit, you've got calories and macros, but then you have to organize the kids and organize the house. And all of a sudden we have no feminine, feminine energy running through our bodies. And that's probably what we're craving. So mm. I guess a great tip that you mentioned there is just having that balance of feminine to to masculine. And I, I love that you said sometimes you do have to schedule it in. Cause let me say, <laughs> I don't have kids. We got a puppy. 
Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, okay, that puppy's going downstairs <laughs> because it's ruining the sex life. <laughs> So sometimes you do have to schedule and you do have to get puppy sitters or babysitters (laughs) and just make your sex life a priority. Otherwise, life can take over, can't it? And and it will. It absolutely will. And remembering as well that your sex life will create that intimacy and connection that you crave. Like having sex and like being with each other on that deeper level brings you closer together. It fulfills you beyond words. So do make time for it. Oh, I absolutely love that. And, you know, for, you know, females who don't have that partner, because I know we're referring a lot to bringing the um, mm. chemistry back with a partner, but if you are a single um, woman, what's your best advice in terms of exploration and, um, you know, seeing what's out there and learning and discovering and finding that balance of masculine energy, like any tips there? Mm, totally. So, you know, exploring yourself as a solo single lady is so much fun. And I get it. Sometimes it can be annoying. You just want to have that one, but use this time to really get to know your body and yourself and what it is that you desire in a partner, either through a man or a woman. Connect to your centers when you're out dating, the mental, the heart, the gut, your yoni and connect. Like, does this person really light those centers up within me? How do I feel in my body? And the more that you are connected to your own body, so either through self-pleasure, mirror gazing, getting in front of the net, get in front, getting in front of the mirror, (laughs) spreading your legs, looking at your yoni, your vulva in the mirror and actually taking her in. The more you get to feel yourself, the more you get to emanate this magnetism from you because you are so in your body, you know yourself. And when you start to get intimate with this gauge, when you're dating, you will know, you will have that feeling because you understand your body. You're not going into the dating scene kind of, yeah, turned off. Yeah. Ish, like living from the head up, like, okay, well, that person has a really nice car or, you know, they're a nice guy. You can just go, what are my centers telling me? Yeah. Where am I at? How does it, how do I feel in my body? And that's exactly I, what I did. Yeah. I guess how different your experience could be being single if we're not in touch with ourselves or, you know, our wants and desires the dating game would be so different in comparison to when you know your body, you know what you like, you know, you know your needs, you know how to navigate it. You could be having two different variations of what the dating world could be like. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And I think, and I'm not generalizing here, but for some women who are completely disconnected, it's almost like I'll just take what I can kind of get and there's, and more and they let their insecurities kind of rule the dating scene rather than their like pussies or like their heart and this really strong empowered part of them so Mm. honestly if you can connect to your body and start to get to know your body and feel really empowered in your body watch who you pick or who you date change because it will interesting so I mean if you are trying to find that one we could be looking for the wrong person because we haven't done that work on ourselves. That's fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's an energy, right? It's yeah. such an energy that you're in. If you're someone who's a little bit, I mean, we're all shy on dates. Let's not be stupid here. But <laughs> going into a day and you're feeling yourself, 
you know, you feel in your body, you know what you desire in the bedroom, you've touched, you touch yourself or whatever. And I always say this, I'm like, I know a woman who self-pleasures. I know a woman, I can see her who prioritizes her pleasure. Mm -hmm. She embodies herself. She's, she's just fucking owning herself. She loves it. And there's just this energy. It's not cocky. It's not like intimidating. It's just this like, she's radiating. And can we just talk about that for a moment? Because confidence is something I'm huge on. So we ran a a workshop recently called the confidence gap, where it's more the neurobiology, the no non-bullshit type of confidence, the authentic, how to be confident, how to be your best friend, how to connect with your body. And you know, when you get dressed up and you're like, wow, I look good. And you walk out of the house, Mm. like with a strut, imagine and I want the ladies listening imagine that feeling so one night when you got dressed up and you felt like you looked like a million dollars imagine feeling like that every single day how beautiful would that be without makeup without the glamour you wake up and you just feel that confidence in you and I think sometimes women shy away from confidence because we see it as ego like Mm. you said but there's a difference between being confident in yourself and being egotistical. They're two different things, but sometimes we feel like we will get um, criticized for having that confidence. Totally. Mm. And you know what? When you're fully authentically embodying yourself as a confident woman, the thoughts of, and I don't know if you've ever had this, but definitely I have when I've felt really good and, and I'm re- wearing something super delicious and I'm going out and I'm like, oh gosh, I better not be too much or I better not, like, I hope other women don't feel insecure or I better, you know, it's like you stop yourself from being big and beautiful to shy away from like what others will think. And when you are fully in your confidence, in your body, authentic, none of that matters. In fact, it changes to, I hope other women feel this and can feed off it and feel beautiful too. Yeah. So it's really, it's a different energy. Oh, you're giving me chills because like, you know, (laughs) I I just find it so beautiful when women, and I see that transformation with women in their health journey, when they start to develop that confidence and it's not because their body has physically changed. It's because they're spending Mm. more time with themselves. They're doing habits. You know, they're keeping promises to themselves by going for their daily walks, by having pockets of time for themselves. And, um, you know, when you start seeing them build trust in themselves by ticking off things that they promised they would do, you start seeing that self-love, they start taking care of themselves, then you start seeing this beautiful relationship flourish with themselves. And it's so beautiful and I went like Mm. I like you I used to I was so insecure like oh the anxiety I would get the social anxiety when I was younger but it was probably around 25 26 when I started learning about my health journey and just really working on securities like you said it's a whole different energy you just show Mm. up as yourself and you hope and wish people can take what you the energy you have and put it on themselves and create that confidence within themselves. And it's like a beautiful mm. little ripple effect. It confidence is. breeds confidence. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? If someone does feel triggered by your confidence, they're done. That's their right. stuff. You know, that is so their stuff and you don't need to take it on. You can actually give it back to them. That's their stuff to work on. And maybe you're a beautiful reminder that they've still got to do some work. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God. You are an absolute delight to speak to. So ladies, 
for your home play, get yourself mirrors, get yourself candles, lock in the one-on-one time on your own yes, and just do that self-exploration. I love that word explore. I think that's so powerful. Um, anything or any last pieces of advice before we sort of wrap up the episode? Mm. Yeah. Well, what's on my heart right now is just reminding women that there's no perfect or right way to do this. And that's the beauty of the word exploration as you get to just do it your way. You don't need to read a manual or watch anything else. Getting in tune with your body and just exploring it is one of the most powerful things that you can do to cultivate closeness with your body. Oh, absolutely. And I think you've brought up so many amazing topics that have been so taboo because I wish I knew you 10 years ago. My God, (laughs) you've saved me a lot of being in my head anxiety for my 20s. my 30s you're so free and you get to that age where you're like you know what it is about me Um, but I I think I want I wish women earlier on can it can can learn everything you're teaching because it'll completely change their 20s and 30s Mm, completely change it your work is so needed so where can we find you so Instagram is the best place to get all the kind of free info. I do lots of reels and posts and content on there. So at Melissa Vranges, which is M-E-L-I-S-S-A-V-R-A-N-J-E-S. Amazing. And I will also make sure that we tag you. So if you'd like to follow her and just to recap, so she does, um, do you, are you running a free masterclass at the moment or is that? I do have I have a free masterclass on my website um, all the time um, but yeah it's one-on-one group coaching which, which happens twice a year and then next week I don't know when this is coming out but next week I launch um, the sex ed membership amazing there you go ladies so you've either got the one-on-one coaching the group coaching and then you've got the the membership there so if you are at that stage in your life where you just want to again another word I love elevate your sex life in whatever capacity that means for you please reach out to Mel because even just having this one-on-one conversation with her it makes me want to be doing more (laughs) exploring more (laughs) (laughs) because there is a whole other life out there you could be living that we're missing out on. So thank you so much for joining us, Mel. You are an absolute delight. Thank you for normalizing these taboo topics and hopefully we can continue to normalize this so women can really reach, um, you know, they feel liberated and and reach what they want in life. I think that's important. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Laura. I have loved this conversation. Thank you for having me. Me too. I have no doubts. We're going to come back. We're going to get lots of questions and they're going to want a part two for more juicier stuff. (laughs) I have no doubts. I can see the messages already and the questions coming in. So we might even do a question and answer. (laughs) Amazing. Let's do it. Beautiful. Thank you, Mel. And we will see you all next episode. Bye. Bye.